Hey, how you doing? This is Tony, and welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. I want to apologize uh, for the little gap in time for episodes being uploaded, but uh, past week, seven days have been a fantastic, busy time. My youngest daughter got married, and anybody who has a, a child, and especially a daughter that gets married, well, you know how busy it gets. And uh, it was a good kind of busy. It was a fantastic kind of busy. But uh, you know what I'll do? Um, I have uh, one almost uh, edited, another episode almost edited. We'll get that to you very, very soon. But I'll talk about the past week, about being uh, kind of the focal point of attention, along with the, the bride and the groom and the, and the wedding party, you know, the father of the bride speech. And we'll talk about um, something else that happened to me, which was really interesting. Um, and it's going to be a little bit faith-based today, so. Uh, let's go back to, uh, the wedding, you know, father of the bride speech. <laughs> I figured I'm going to be fine. Right. And and I guess I was fine. Some people were saying, Oh yeah, you were, you're a good dude. I felt like, uh, does anybody remember the Brady Bunch episode where Cindy is looking at the, uh, the television camera and the red light came on <laughs> and she freezes. Well, I didn't actually freeze. My mouth kept going and words kept going, um, but my brain froze, <laughs> kind of like a Slurpee. Uh, you know, you just keep inhaling the Slurpee and suddenly you get brain freeze and what's going on? But I knew where it needed to go. You know, I just wanted to thank everybody and I, I wanted to, you know, just say how happy I was for my new son-in-law and his family, just fantastic people. And all of their friends, just really good people, people that you would want to know, just good-hearted people, and uh, moral compasses are awesome, just really good people, and not to sound redundant with that, but um, the speech, and I was a little, you know, anxious, to, well, I don't use the word anxious, but just a little like, here we go, I got I to gotta give this speech, I hope it's not going to be embarrassing whatsoever, and I started off again thanking for thanking everyone, then just uh, thanking uh, my now son-in-law's family for doing such a good job raising him and just telling people how much we love him and how much we love both of them. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, you, you get into start talking about uh, little stories about uh, when when my daughter's young. You don't want to go too much with that because you want to include both of them in the speech, right? Even though other people would disagree and are like, no, talk about you know the bride her, herself. Fantastic kid. Um, both of my kids, I've been extremely blessed, and it was kind of like, like, like I, again, how I explained it to them. In fact, this is on, the entire speech is uh, is on a video. I have not yet watched it. I don't know if I want to. Um, do you ever get, like, this is something I got to get over, right? Like, here's the thing about the father of the bride speech in the 21st century. Everybody has a phone. That means everybody has a video camera and a camera in that phone. And so that's the part that kind of freaked me out at the last moment, um, just looking out at everybody and realizing, oh man, like this is being imprinted in history and I'm, I'm, I make mistakes, <laughs> that's, but the podcast here, I can edit them out. Right. But, uh, I try my best to stay focused and here's what, <clears throat> excuse me, the overwhelming, um, moral of the story was that I was telling them to keep their faith in their lives. Right. And all I kept thinking about when I was telling these little stories about my daughter, I told like two or three of them, but the one in particular where it kind of uh, is uh, how we always got along, where she was a co-pilot, I'd give her my Nikon, 
and we would ride, especially on vacations. And, and she was the sniper, right? She was the one who would take the shots. I'd call them out three o'clock, one o'clock. You know what I mean? And she'd like snap away. And we were in LA one time and in like a, uh, I'm trying to think of the area, not the Compton area, but Englewood area, actually. But if you looked up on this main highway, there was an overpass and then an overpass over top of that. I've talked about this before. And it was the 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 snap that she took about this guy uh, standing there next to his bicycle, so high, so high up, and he's holding this little sign that said, pray about it. And so as I'm tell, talking to the crowd here and telling them, telling them about the story, and what a good kid she was, and I knew she was going to be okay, and um, just the way she could take care of herself and soccer. The time she got nailed in the face with a, so- a soccer ball, and they came to the- she came to the sidelines. Her nose is broken and bleeding. They shoved two gauze uh, pads up there. There was like round things to <laughs> stop the bleeding in your nose. She looks she blood all over her jersey. She looks up at me and like smiles and kind of like a wink and nods to me like, I got this. <laughs> And and I was proud of her, and I, I mentioned that because I knew she was going to be okay in life. When you uh, let your child go, you let your daughter go, and entrust her in, into uh, the arms of a of a, a, another man that's going to take care of her and love her, um, it's a big thing. And so, to wrap that all up, I thought about this story about her taking this photograph and that that little theme there of praying about it. And I started talking about that, and I and I told the story about that. But that's all I could think about because that's all I've done so many, many, many years in raising those two kids. You can only do so much, right? And, and then after that, you got to pray about it. And I just wanted them to know how important that is to me and that I know it's already important to them in their lives. But I kind of had to share that, um, let's call it for the other half of the building. Be all my friends and all my families. I don't think anybody truly know knows or knew how deep my faith is. And um, my faith is, is everything to me. You know, my family, my faith, family, country. But faith is number one. Um, and it's always it always has been. And that's a hard life to live, especially when you're young. I mean, I remember honestly having conversations with God being eight to ten years old, that young. Uh, that crucifix next to my bed and just, uh, who is this? First of all, dude, on a, on, a, on a cross here, bleeding to death, what's that story all about? And I learned about that story through school, but also reading. And a long time ago, I tried to figure out, well, look, I mean, how, how, do, how can we all balance so much, or balance, I should say, in and out of our faith? Um, are we in or are we out? And if you're in, you know, it's kind of like All the Way, right? By Frank Sinatra, All the Way, baby. All the Way. Is that how it goes? Yeah. No, that's all of me. <laughs> all of me. The other one is the all the way. I got it. There's two very confusing titles there. But uh, I think about that. Are you in or are you out? And I think a lot of people just don't know. A lot of people bounce in their faith uh, what's convenient for them. They're in when they need to be, but they're out when they want to have fun. And it doesn't operate that way. And there are consequences, and uh, that's why there are... Uh, commandments and such. And so a long time ago, I realized, you know, to be in all the way, it's kind of like difficult because there are times where you're going to refrain from things and people might not understand that. And they don't know that it's all based upon your behavior and your faith and your own moral compass. 
And so I thought it was, um, you know, to, to talk about praying about it and then to just briefly share, like, you know, this is so important to me. It, it went a little further than that. And I think it went a little further than that because I wanted my family and I wanted people that might have needed to hear just one person, maybe, because you don't know who your words are going to affect. And I'm going to segue into something else about that, too. But when you express your faith and you're not afraid to embrace your faith and be yourself and, and worship how you want to, um, I can tell you that has been a fault of mine my entire life because why, right? Uh, the Bible tells you, you know, being a Christian is one of the hardest things to do, you know, because people will concentrate on your behavior. They'll look at you. Uh, I was at a Bible study last night, and a guy was saying uh, the uh, his brother would call him, uh, instead of saved again, stoned again, because this guy was, uh, he had alcohol and drug problems, and he kept relapsing. And I just thought about the, you know, the concentration of people when you tell them you're a Christian or you tell them your faith um, and that you're faith-based and you, you know, it means a lot to you. People concentrate and, and observe you a little bit more than they would anyone else because they're looking for mistakes that you're going to make. And just because I have deep faith does not mean I don't have mistakes. I have, I, I can't say like Frank Sinatra, mistakes. I have a few. I got a lot of mistakes <laughs> like all of us do. But that's all part of just being aware of what you're doing. And then you, you talk to God about it, right? And so I brought this up at the wedding. I don't regret that I did. It was awkward for me to do it. I don't know how or where it came from. But sometimes, uh, you know, you just got to kind of trust your heart and, and what you're saying. And all I can tell you is I prayed about it before I did the, the speech. I prayed about it while I was doing the speech. And I'm still praying about it afterwards that I didn't make a fool out of myself or... Hopefully, and more importantly, that it's not about me, obviously. Maybe it mattered and made a difference to somebody else that I was uh, there talking about my faith and talking about my kids and raising them and then how important and meaningful it is to me that there's my daughter and her husband that their faith is just as deep. And so I think sometimes we have to share that uh, with other people and not be afraid of that. Embrace our, our faith be it whatever it is, but today we're talking Christianity because I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a, I believe in God and Jesus Christ and, and that makes you a Christian, right? But, uh, I want to segue right to another story about that, of what kind of like solidified for that for me prior to, um, this speech that I had to give. And so, uh, my wife and I were flying into Denver, Colorado, maybe a couple months ago and flight got in late. There was nothing but bad weather and delays out of Philadelphia we get to the airport about two o'clock in the morning. Like, you know, you're exhausted, right? And uh, there's this young guy standing in front of us. He's standing in front of the door and, and halfway blocking the door, right? <laughs> He's that big, tall dude. He's like, I don't know, six foot four or five, probably 230 or 40. Massive human being. Hair down to the middle of his back. He looked like a wild man, right? A tame wild man, but a wild man nevertheless when he had a Philadelphia Eagles hat on backwards. And so me, I love talking to anybody, I said, uh, excuse me. He says, yes, sir. I said, you're playing for the birds this year, right? He goes, yes, sir. And he looked at me and smiled. And I'm like, I was just, that was a shot in the dark. You know, that was a, a quick assessment of a human being that you just made. And it's something that I used to do a lot of times. Like, do you ever hear the, uh, it's like a kind of game, can you guess what I do for a living type of thing? And I was accurate on that one. And we started talking. 
And here this is, he's this young kid out of uh, Colorado, uh, the Buffaloes. And he was signed as an unrestricted uh, free agent uh, by the Philadelphia Eagles. And he was just coming home to get things in order. He just uh, dropped his truck off at the facility. And uh, then he was heading on back to Philadelphia. And so I got in touch with him. We know we talked, uh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes about that night. And then I got in touch with him, and we became friends. <clears throat> and it was interesting. Um, one of his first messages back to me was, God bless you. And I'm like, whoa, that's cool. And did you ever hear people say that? Like, hey, man, take, you take care of yourself. God bless you. Do they mean it? Is it something that we just say? Again, are we uh, fully into it or is it just, you know, just kind of part of a routine? And so I looked up his, uh, his bio and then I actually looked up his Instagram account. And my man is a faith-based young man, just so devout in his faith. And I'm like, wow, like that's fascinating that he's not afraid to be him. His name, by the way, is Brady Russell. He's a tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, that's going to change. Uh, soon because the team's going to wise up and pick him up and he will be uh, picked up by another team I guarantee you so uh, with that I, I I texted back to him I said Brady you know thank you for that thank you for saying God bless you I said I, I just you know sometimes people say that and they don't mean it or they say it because it's just habit I said but I looked at your bio and and it's not just a habit it's who you are it's part of your life. And to see a young person like that, younger than both of my daughters, really inspired me. You know, to just, uh, you're living the life we talk about. All of us, again, we're either, uh, are we in all the way with our faith or are we just kind of like in when it matters to us, when we need it, when we need to be in. And Brady is in 110% because that's who he is. And he's embraced it. And he puts on uh, the armor of God each and every day and he goes out into the world and he's trying to be the best person he can be. And of course, you know, the switch goes on, you know, into big mode, you know, uh, when he's on the field for the National Football League. But when he steps off, he's a gentleman, he's a, a, a faith-based man, and I was happy to know him. So last week we, we went to church together, met up with my wife, uh, excuse me, went up, met up with my daughter and her husband. And I wanted to introduce him to them because uh, when you're a young kid, 25 years old, coming in from another city, you don't have friends. And, and you know, we talked about his, his time in college and, you know, it's, it's hard to meet people that are like-minded like that. And so I knew that my daughter and her husband and their friends would be a perfect fit for Brady to make friends with uh, all the same type of people. And so he was really excited. He had a great time at church and, um, you know, uh, we put him in touch with my daughter and and her husband, and then, you know, he's going to get in touch with their friends. But simultaneously, as he's worshiping, as we're all there for a service, I couldn't help but glance over to Brady and see him raising his hands and his head bowed and his eyes closed and him singing passionately. And I said to myself, there's a guy who's all in. And I felt embarrassed for myself. Because I'm, I'm not all in. You know, I thought I was. But we all worship different ways, you know, so I, I wasn't going to be too hard on myself. But what I learned from this man, um, and some will say he's just a kid. He is at 25. 
but he has embraced his faith 110%. He is all in. And I learned something big time from him. Not, not to be afraid of your faith, not to be afraid to embrace God in your life, not to be afraid of making God a part of your life. And uh, I don't know how long I can wait to hold this up, because I, I got to tell you, um, he did, he was supposed to meet me last night for a Bible study. And uh, I called him, I said, hey man, I'm out back in the building. And he calls me right back. He says, Tone, um, I'm so sorry. He says, uh, I was running out to get in my truck. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> my phone's ringing. And I pick up the phone, and it's Pete Carroll from the Seattle Seahawks. And he says, Brady, how would you like to play football for Seattle this Sunday? And when he told me that, I was so happy for him. And he was so genuinely happy. And I said, Brady, isn't this what we talked about? God's going to put you where he wants you to be. And interestingly enough, um, the service that we were at, it was talking about um, acknowledging our, our talents, our, our, our traits, what we have, what God has given us. And some people are listeners, and some people speak with wisdom and, and advice, and some people... Um, go out and do service for others. And we were all sitting there, you know, th what the pastor said to us was try to figure out what your service is, what you're here for, what that, that gift that you were given. And I thought about, <clears throat> excuse me, what, I, what I'm good at. And my daughter looks over and she's like, dad, words of wisdom for you and speaking and talking to others and communicating skills. And I just, I was like, wow, thank you, hon. And I told her love and affection and understanding and giving for her. And I glanced over at Brady. And I'm thinking to myself. Just by being himself. Just by being. A professional football player. In a national football league. And just being himself. That draws a lot of attention. First of all his size. Because people were looking at him like. Geez man this guy's huge. But the responsibility. Of also being a player. Because you know that you're going to be a role model somewhere down the road for somebody. And he turned out to be a role model for me in that way. And I think my kids also looked over and they knew, man, yes, this man is embracing his faith. How cool that is. How great thou art, right? And uh, so as I spoke to him last night, I'm like, listen, man. I said, I called him back because I went to the Bible, you know, I did the Bible study. He was so apologetic. And then I called him back right after that. I said, dude, I'm so sorry. I had to cut you off. They were waiting for me. He's like, no, no, no problem, man. He goes, uh, I'm, I'm so happy uh, that I'm going, but simultaneously just kind of getting established here, meeting everybody, uh, you taking me to church and meeting your kids and all that. I mean, you're, 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 you're yeah, my, my kids. I call them kids, but it's weird for me to say kids because they're so, you know, they're 25, 26, 27, right? But he was grateful. And I said, Brady, what do we talk about, man? that God is going to put you in the right place. And he has. Prayers answered. And we truly prayed for him. We prayed for him that his goals and his dreams would come to fruition because when I saw what a kind of a person he was, I'm thinking, man, he deserves to get his start because he's going to matter in this world, not just as a football player, but he's going to go out there and do great things. And so that is the culmination of what I have to say today, just about my impulse to break out into a theme called pray about it at a wedding 
you know, in my in my father of the bride wedding speech with which, you, you know, I just felt uneasy with. Because it wasn't unlike the traditional father of the bride speech that I think anybody would give. But wouldn't that be fitting for me? Yeah, probably. And so I just was, I, I don't want to say a cringe mode leaving, you know, after you do something. You know how it is like if you, did you, did you do okay? You know, did you embarrass anybody? Or was it good enough? I had a guy come up to me, Mike, really nice guy. And he says, I just want to thank you. I'm like, oh man, like, for, you know, think of myself like, for what, Mike, you know? And he says, for mentioning prayer here at a wedding. He goes, I was at several weddings recently. There's no mention about God. There's no mention about prayer. He goes, but you just came right out there and weren't afraid to talk about that. He goes, and you don't know what that means to me. And he shared a little bit about his life story and his faith. And then another person came up and said the same thing. And then people were coming up to me there. That was good. And I know it was different. And I think that's what it was. And I think what happened was it was so different, not in a bad way. People weren't comfortable to know exactly what to say to me because there was this faith-based message within that. And again, how that happened was me praying about that beforehand, me surrendering beforehand and me letting it go and being, not being afraid to share my faith. Now I know there's a place and a time for everything, but the best advice that I could give my daughter and her new husband and my son-in-law in everything in life was to pray about it. And maybe I hope that resonates with you a little bit. You on the fence with your faith? We all are sometimes. And then we'll get to a point in our life where maybe serious adversity comes our way. I mean, that was the kicker for me. All right, here it is. Where are you at, Tone? Are you in or are you out? And I chose to be 100% in. And it's a journey. It's not like you're 100% faith-based. You're going to try to do your best. If, if you want to use the term, what would Jesus do? We, we are un- incapable of doing that. We're not perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to slip and slide. It, it happens. But it, especially in today's world, as dark as it is, it's okay to be that little bright light beacon. And you're going to make mistakes, but you get back to the main road on your journey through life. And you do the best you can. And while you're slipping and sliding, while you're having struggles, while you're having mistakes, maybe you just pray about it. Because I'll tell you, my prayers get answered one way or another. And it's not always what we want them to be. It's what God wants them to be. And not on my time, on God's time. And I think about a lot of the different things that I have prayed for. And uh, there's a reason why I didn't get them. So, um, hopefully you understand where I'm coming from today. I'm embracing my faith from here on out, folks. And it's not pushing anything down you. It's embrace your faith. Embrace your belief, whatever that might be. I know we have such a myriad of people from all around the world that listen to us here. Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, uh, you name it. Hebrew, you're everywhere. I see the, uh, you know, the 
what do you call it, analytics from all the different countries, India, China, Hong Kong, you'll say that's China, Tony, uh, Canada, United States, all over Europe, uh, South America, Africa, Malaysia. It's just fascinating. Central Asia. To me, to be able to speak and, and to be able to uh, appreciate the little, you know, the time that you give me, it's priceless to me. It's such a high compliment. I just want you to get something back out of this. And I felt as if I need to be 100% authentic to you. And now you got me. That's everything. 100% in. And I hope you like this. We're still going to do the Bink and the Bob and, the, and myself episodes where we get goofy. We talk about our local area, about growing up, about music, about movies. We have a great time there. We don't really get too deep about things, but this is my sh part of the show where I do. So uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you get it. And, and again, I hope you worship whatever it is 100%. Embrace your faith. And I want to thank you again for being here and listening. If you like the show, please share it with others. Uh, you know, it's nice to listen on Spotify because you'll hear music that uh, I'll put with it, uh, especially with the Bink and Bob and myself episodes, where I'll normally number those episodes. But uh, these bonus episodes here are just me and you uh, sitting here in a room talking to each other. And it's 100% uh, heartfelt. All right, folks, you have a fantastic day today. And uh, Brady Russell, Seattle Seahawks, special teams right now, but I'm convinced that one day he will shine because his faith does shine and God will indeed put him where you where he wants him. And uh, I'll continue to pray and my family will continue to pray for him and for everybody out there. All right. You've been listening to Finding Subjects podcast. The subject that we found today is uh, prayer and our faith. Cool. All right. <laughs> you take care. See ya, and uh, God bless you. And thank you, Brady, for uh, making that positive difference in my life. See y'all. Take care. Mm -hmm.